previously on Boonapt. The Beanie Boo for the Chomp Chomp crew was found mutilated. And I can confirm that the handwriting on that note was not Lang Delapa. Uh, so maybe this is someone that we could say they, they are a big fan of Halloween. If you can find DNA, our testing methods are able to exclude almost every person except the source of that DNA. One Point Perspective, in association with Walpole High Film Festival, presents Boonapt. I'm Mr. Allen. And I'm Mr. Conley. And we're your hosts. In last week's episode, we officially ruled out a few of the Jujubee crew members as suspects in this case. However, we were also met with dead ends, seeing that our cipher went nowhere, and the tuft of the Beanie Boo's fur, which was a key piece of evidence that we were waiting to hear back from the lab on, also a dead end. Today we finally sit down with the prime suspect in this case, Chris Riley. We also look deeper into the photograph on the ransom note and send that in for analysis. As we had mentioned on last week's episode, another Beanie Boo has been boonapped. This Beanie Boo is Wasabi. Wasabi is a friendly baboon who belongs to the Durian crew who are filming the movie The Break. As of the recording of this podcast, Wasabi's whereabouts are still unknown. A name that keeps popping up from various sources is director Chris Riley. Chris Riley is a co-director of the Juju B crew and movie Class Clown. Chris was also the first victim this year. He fell victim to the nuggeting, as you can remember from episode one. According to a popular theory is that Mr. Riley had both means and motive to abduct both Kiwis and perhaps do away with them. Uh, we reached out several times to Dennis Crowley, Chris's attorney, and after several back and forth, we finally got him to agree to come down to our station and answer a few questions. Here we are speaking with Chris after our third attempted meeting. He canceled the first two. As my opening statement in this interview that I did not want to do, I would like to say this whole situation is preposterous. I, my 17 years on this glorious earth, would never, ever resort to kidnapping Beanie Boos. I myself have an extensive collection of Beanie Boos in my room at my home. And, uh, and we're glad you brought that up because I have here, uh, we, we've been taking some uh, emails, as you know, this has become a popular uh, crime podcast. And one of the emails from Golden Unicorn 315 wants to know, uh, I'm aware Chris Riley collects Beanie Boos. Has anyone asked him if he has a Kiwi? I did have a Kiwi at the ripe age of five years old. However... My brother, who was two at the time, 
thought it would be fun to make a kiwi smoothie using our newly acquired Nutribullet. So at this point in time, I do not have a kiwi, neither small or large. So Chris, the smoking gun in this case is the motive. And so you get nuggeted. And then the next day, Gabby Roba's Beanie Boos go missing. Now, can you just explain why people shouldn't think it's you? Do you have any uh, alibi for where you were? If anyone has met me, I'm a positive, outgoing, just lovable teddy bear type of guy. I would never think that kidnapping would be the option. Dance battle, perhaps. Kidnapping is never in my mind. Well, I also have a strong alibi on my side as well. Uh, please, and tell me more. If you look closely at the picture on the ransom note, it says the Kiwis were put into the town forest, and the picture was taken at night. The note was given on a Wednesday morning, delivered by Mr. Conley, which means the note would have had to been made on a Tuesday night. And in fact, I was at a track meeting because I am a track star. Let me ask you a question about the track meeting because this, this is also one of the, the online comments here from Cyclops319 wanted to know, where was that track uh, uh, meeting? Was that at the high school? The track meeting was in the cafeteria of Walpole High School. And can you tell us uh, what abuts the, the Walpole High School, what's right outside? Common Street? On the other side? The town forest. Remember back in episode one, Dan McCarthy had mentioned he had sent the ransom photograph to one forensic expert here at the high school, Miss Lara Wollaston Harris. Here she is to tell us about her findings from that photograph analysis. Thank you for having me back. So the photograph was particularly interesting. There are some forensic clues that we can tell from the photograph. So the fact that the Beanie Boos were actually secured to the tree and the tree's face that they were secured to had moss on it indicates to me that they are on the north side of that tree. I don't know if this helps in your investigation, but typically the north side of any tree in the northeast is getting the least amount of sunlight, therefore retains the most amount of moisture, which is ideal conditions for the growth of mosses and molds and mildews. Fascinating. And we understand that that picture uh, we sent to the lab and uh, we're waiting on uh, fingerprints. We might have had a possible hit on the fingerprint. Is that right? Oh, that, that can't be done, yes. If there is enough um, unsmudged, uh, even partial fingerprint, I can run that through the Massachusetts APHIS database. And hopefully, if this person is already booked into the system with a previous fingerprint, perhaps they're a teacher, perhaps they own a firearm, perhaps they're in the military, or perhaps they are a previous felon, then their hit will, uh, their fingerprint will hit and come back as a positive match. How does the process of fingerprinting humans differ from fingerprinting Beanie Boos? So that's going to pose a problem. Uh, Beanie Boos, again, not being a living organism, are not going to have friction ridges on any supposed fingers. So we will not be able to get a fingerprint off of the Beanie Boo to analyze. I'm sorry. Another mystery. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. 
Are you an AP teacher who's growing ever more exhausted with the peasants in your class, never managing to get above a one on the AP exam, and you really want to have your AP class stand out, then give a call to AP Recruiter. We will find only the most talented students in the school to pack your AP class with to make sure it's nothing but fours and fives and good jobs from your administrators all around. Sign up with AP Recruiter today and use the promo code BOO for 10% off the first student who's forcibly recruited into your class. Since our first episode, we've received many calls and comments on our site, tips that we've tried to follow up. One, however, we paid special attention to, and it came from our own nurse, Miss Rachel Jackson. It turns out that Rebel has a half-brother, Bear, and Bear is training to be a search-and-rescue dog for the Brookline Police Department. Now, you might remember that the two Beanie Boos in question are both on the Rebel crew, Gabby Roba. So this is a very personal case for Rebel. So Rebel must have pulled some strings to get her half-brother involved. So on Wednesday afternoon, we took Bear out into the woods. After an extensive six-hour search, we came up with nothing. Another dead end. But that made us think. If the Kiwis weren't in the town forest, then where were they? They were taken by a tree. They were taken by a rock. And then we thought back to episode one. Dan McCarthy had mentioned mulch. Mulch in the forest? So we called in our local lawn and yard expert, Mr. Dave St. Martin. On top of being a math teacher here at Walpole High School, Mr. St. Martin has also been credited with solving many of today's hardest problems. Most recently, he's credited with solving the skillet cookie versus cookie skillet debate. Simply by asking, is it a chocolate chip cookie or is it a cookie chocolate chip? Here we are talking to Mr. St. Martin. Thanks for having me in, guys. Now, Dave, you, you said uh, that you are uh, an expert in your field. What, what field is that? Uh, basically, the field is my yard. Oh, okay. Literally, uh, my field. So I take care of my yard. It, it's really, it looks really, really good. And I know different types of grass and mulch and flowers. Uh, my goal is to have the best field slash yard in my neighborhood. Also, you know, I, I help solve the ruby... Right. Heckler case. I was called in, you know, years back to help solve the case. I consider myself, I mean, I'm a math teacher, so I consider myself a problem solver. To learn more about the Ruby Heckler case, you should check out our podcast, Goodbye Ruby Tuesday. You can download the entire first season on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast streaming service. Now, you've seen the picture, and you said you can identify not only that it is, in fact, mulch, but what type of mulch? 
I'm going to say that that is it's a type of brown bark mulch right from Home Depot. It's cheap. Basically, you don't have that set up in the woods. I've been, I, I walk my dog in the woods all the time, okay? The woods are not set up like that. You don't have grass and then you don't have mulch around trees. Someone took this picture in their yard after they put fresh mulch down and pretended like it was in the woods. And that's my theory based on the mulch. I also uh, noticed, I think in the corner, I see a, a white like corner of a bag. So basically, someone who, who used very cheap mulch, they didn't even get it delivered, okay? They just got those bags of mulch at like Home Depot. They carried the, the, the Beanie Boo bodies on top of those bags so they wouldn't get fingerprints on the Beanie Boo. And I, I've, I've seen this done. I, I'm, a, I'm a podcast uh, extraordinaire. I'm, 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 a, I'm a true crime person. And I know that this has been done before where uh, serial killers actually to carry bodies will we'll use really like cement bags or they'll just use bags of mulch that they can put the bodies on and hold it. And this was obviously done with like a 10-pound bag. It was just very cheap mulch. Uh, but they're not going to fool anybody. So it, does, it was not taken in the woods. After Mr. St. Martin had identified mulch in the picture, we did what any practical investigators would do. We took mulch samples from the yards of all 97 members of the film festival this year and sent them into our lab to be analyzed. In a hope to get a hit off the mulch, we called in our DNA analysis expert, Ms. Wollaston Harris. Thank you again for having me back. Um, unfortunately, the mulch that you've submitted for analysis does not have any traces of DNA on it. Now, had a suspect handled the mulch or perhaps spat on the mulch, I might be able to extract a DNA profile, but at this point, there is no definitive profile to identify. So, so you're saying, let's just be clear here because I'm, I'm a little, let's, you're saying you, you, you mapped out the DNA of the mulch and, and couldn't find a suspect? I'm saying I can find the DNA of the tree on the mulch, but there is no definitive human DNA or Beanie-Boo DNA, which couldn't exist because it doesn't have living cells. But no, there is nothing to further your investigation to find your suspect. So as far as we know, the Beanie-Boo never handled the mulch or the mulch was never in contact. No DNA from the Beanie Boo is on the mulch. You're, you're getting so close. Okay, so the Beanie Boo has no DNA, just to be clear. Uh, you need to have true cells that have DNA either in the nucleus or the mitochondria in order to extract a profile. Your Beanie Boo is made of synthetic material, highly flammable synthetic material. Um, and so I'm going to need human DNA in order to get you a human suspect for this crime. So you're saying Beanie Boos and, and mulch both don't have DNA. The mulch is from an organic source. It is from a tree, ultimately. I know so it. I can, I can get <sighs> We're you... We're somewhere. <laughs> I doubt very much your tree is your suspect, but I can tell you the species from which it derives, but that is not probably going to further your investigation. So what does have DNA? Any living organism, anything that has true cells. I can find you DNA from bacteria all the way to a blue whale to humans. But our Beanie Boo, unfortunately, is not of a living source. 
What about narwhals? Do, oh, absolutely. Do narwhals have DNA? Narwhals have plenty of DNA. Okay. Because we, we could probably get you a narwhal, a, a beanie boo narwhal. That's still not going to work, as it is of a beanie boo source, which, again, is not a living thing. Are so we, are we no clear? beanie boos have DNA. Th- there you go. Okay, so now you're on board. Okay. But, is, what, but mulch does. Mulch was once living. Yep, that's okay. Um, we, it has plant cells. And although it is a deadened source of plant material, I may be able to extract DNA from those plant cells. Well, this investigation just got a lot harder. Next time on Boonapt. Sometimes when everyone else is out filming or editing, I just see him in the back holding the clown. I have noticed the Granny Smith crew snooping around. Could this all link back to Gypsy Road? And he was acting disheveled and like he was sweating a lot. I I think I finally understand DNA. 